0: with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.
0: Just a quick thank you and a a programming update as we get ready for just what's going to be an incredible five weeks here of of College Hoops. We have noticed a lot of you have just recently subscribed or found the podcast in the past couple of weeks. However way, whatever way you came here, uh, thanks for stopping by and and please stick around. Uh, The numbers continue to go up and we are so appreciative of that. And hope you enjoy the stuff from, you know, the Jim Nance cameo to the irreverent banter, to the serious topics that we are never afraid to face head-on here on the pod. Uh, We go in all sorts of different directions and we really appreciate our audience for for supporting us and continuing to do so on a number of platforms, be it in the pod feed or on the YouTube channel, CBS Sports College Basketball. A heads-up next week... As we are in the midst of conference tournament week, yes, we are going to have shows on Tuesday and Wednesday on CBS Sports Network at 4 Eastern. They're going to be an hour long. It'll be the pod, but it'll be a little bit of a different flavor. So that's uh, that's some new territory we are covering, and we are really excited for it. And then as we get into the tournament, we will have shows dedicated to every round. Obviously, we'll have these humongous preview episodes. We'll do region-by-region previews. So uh, get ready. We are going to be providing you with wall-to-wall coverage and, and widespread coverage, immediate coverage throughout. So thank you for, for sticking around. To anyone that's new to the pod, we hope you like what you're hearing. And for our longtime listeners, and there are so many of you that have been here for, come on now, close to a decade if not more, uh, you're tremendous. Thank you for all of your support. Let's gear up. Best of the month of the season is here. Can't wait to see what happens next. All right, let's get
2: to the show. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. The Ion College Basketball Podcast. It is presented by Jersey Mike Subs. Jersey Mike's a Sub Above. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like your Brandon Davies. You you have consent. If you haven't yet subscribed to the CBS Sports. College basketball YouTube channel, please do that while you're here. Okay, let's get into it. We will talk basketball in a moment, but first, an, an announcement. And the announcement is this: you might have seen it on Twitter. We are taking the Ion College Basketball Podcast to CBS Sports Network next week on Tuesday and Wednesday at four p.m. Eastern. No joke. They're putting this show, like what you're watching right now. They're putting this show on television. Will they regret it? Ah, maybe. Ah, maybe. Ah. Will will we be the first show to discuss premarital sex on a sports network? Possibly. Dead leg. First question: Are you ready to be called dead leg on national television? Because I don't no. think that's ever happened.
0: No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Are you ready to do this on national television? I'm a yes, sun I'm devil. Ready.
2: Look at oh. me! I'm a sun devil.
0: You, you Ready to I'll do that? Do that you
2: don't think I'll do a sun devil impersonation on That'd TV? Be of course I will. Listen,
0: yeah, we are. It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Uh, TV first, it's going to be, it'll, we will be on t- at least Tuesday. I- I'm going to be in my office both days here. GP will be in his office for Tuesday. And I think uh, the plan is for him to be up there in the New York studio on Wednesday, four to five Eastern, but it will be the podcast. But on TV, they decided to do it. we are. Th- we are about to be the first. How about this? We're going to be the first sports podcast to ever go on television.
2: It's we're going to make history again, making history again. We're, 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 we're making more history these days than Antoine Davis, you know? I think that might be true. So
0: uh, thank you to our audience. You guys are obviously a major part of why they've decided to uh, to put us on TV. And a lot of the stuff on Tuesday, Wednesday will be, you know, very real. T- it's going to be a normal podcast, but those are those are big time uh, conference tournament set the table kind of days. So we will react in real time to some stuff. And uh, yeah, they will be hour long episodes. So if you are not around your television at that point, just uh, set your DVR and, and record it and, and catch us on on CBS sports network and looking forward to it should be, should be awesome. I'm wondering, I, I really, I mean, when we do this, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a simulcast on YouTube. So Paris will not be saying smash the like button. Like your Brandon Davis. Uh, maybe he will. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, You're going to say it anyway. There's going to be no like button to smash. You're going to
2: say it anyway. Okay. I, I feel like I got to tell somebody to smash something. Okay. You know? There's got to be something you can smash. What right? are we setting
0: the over under at premarital sex references at? Two and a half. I I mean, I think the
2: entire a block should be Uh, about the the pros and cons of, of premarital sex. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be a normal podcast, except it's not really going to be a normal podcast. For instance, we have a defined window. We can't tell you, and before we get out of here in a couple of minutes, and then talk for another twenty-five minutes. Like we, we, <laughs> we're be, going to try. We might. We might. Poor time to shine. will never come on. We'll just still be sitting there talking about some concert from nineteen ninety-eight. And Adam Shine will be sitting in the studio, like, hey, these guys need to wrap it up. They're eating <laughs> into my show. No, um, we're going to start at four. We're going to be done at five. And we do have like lots of commercial breaks because it's a television show. So I hope you enjoy short segments because see how that goes. I think we have like five commercial breaks in one hour. So Mm. hmm. so short, short. I'll play in short segments, and then it'll be fun. And then, by the way,
0: next Thursday. GP and I will also have another first. Oh, we will you? be in the studio in the CBS Sports Network studios together wow. on Thursday. There are four Mountain West quarterfinals that will be airing on CBS Sports Network. So I will be in the studio for the first time uh, down there for CBS Sports Network. And I will be on set with, uh, with GP. So for two halftime shows and two inside college basketball. So it is a big CBS Sports Network situation uh for all things pod related next week that'll be thursday in the pods again tuesday wednesday for eastern on cbs sports network
2: ever since i became an inside edition correspondent things have just been taken off you know
0: that's yeah that's true we've just Uh, sort
2: of taken it to a new level no in all seriousness i'm looking forward to it we're gonna have a good time and i hope all of you who listen wherever you listen apple spotify or who watch us on youtube i hope you join us again that's going to be four o'clock p.m eastern On Tuesday and Wednesday, the Ion College Basketball Podcast will be on CBS Sports Network. Let's talk basketball. Michigan lost at Illinois on Thursday night. Purdue won at Wisconsin. The byproduct is that Purdue is officially your outright Big Ten champion. We're going to get into that next, but first, a word from our partners
1: Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Wait, Gather your besties. You we know I mean? are very exclusive. And get ready.
0: Mom, go make snacks. For sure,
1: Regina. For the movie that hits like a bus, in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls, Made at PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hey, hi, I'm college basketball. It's me, the ghost of Tom Fernelli, coming to you live from beyond the grave with a special message—or actually, more of a plea for Gary Parish. Gary. Would you please stay the hell away from the University of Illinois men's basketball team? Earlier this season, we picked up some big wins against UCLA and Texas, and then you jumped on the bandwagon and started driving the Illini train. And I don't know, I don't pay that much attention to the news, but as far as I'm aware, you driving the Illini train is the biggest train disaster this country has seen in a long time. It has been nothing but downhill from there. Now they're losing games to teams like Northwestern and Penn State. We're looking at an eight or nine seed. We are not going to win the Big Ten. Please stay the hell away from the Illini. Unless you could shoot more than thirty percent from three, if that's the case, get off the train and get onto the roster and get on scholarship because we could probably use your help in the NCAA tournament.
2: Is the ghost of Tom Furnelli? It's the ghost of Tom Fernelli? It's, it's like the, it's like it's like we had a, we had a Patrick Swayze ghost and now we have a Tom fernelli ghost.
0: Wow, wow! Some intra CBS podcast energy right there. I think that is Nada's doing entirely. Well done, Nada. Well done. I didn't that is wow. Wow. <laughs> He's crashed our podcast.
2: I, I nothing hope, is secret. Nothing is safe. I hope that after I've been uh gone for two months, that I look I hold I hold it together as well as Fernelli has, you know? Looks good for a man who passed away earlier in 2023. I think so.
0: I I I agree on that. Um Illinois did inadvertently uh, help Purdue secure the uh, the outright Big Ten title on on Thursday, though, right? GP, I think that's I think
2: that's well, what happened. And those two teams look, play this weekend. Technically, if I believe either one of these things happened, if Purdue would have won, it wouldn't have mattered what uh, Michigan did. I don't believe because okay. Purdue would have been sitting there still with five conference losses. Um, Michigan would have still had seven and Purdue only's got one game left. So I think, I believe, if my math is right, and it might not be, you know, it might not be uh, that Purdue, by winning, was going to be your outright Big Ten champ. Purdue, of course, wins at Wisconsin, close game. Uh, But either way, like, when we woke up on Thursday, what I'm about to say is true. When we woke up on Thursday, Purdue was not officially the outright Big Ten champion. When I woke up on Friday, Purdue was officially the outright Big Ten champion. It's a story we've talked about, Pretty much all season because, as you know, uh, Purdue was unranked in the preseason associated press poll. Although I went and looked at it, you and I were higher on Purdue than most people. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. I, I had Purdue ranked 20. I went back to the very first version 1.0 of the top 25 and 1 that was posted after the national championship game last season, Kansas over North Carolina. And I had Purdue 24th in the top 25 and one and here's what I wrote the Boilermakers ranking is based on Purdue returning three of the top seven scores from a team that made the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament among them all-American candidate Zach Eady admittedly that's not a lot but Matt Painter deserves the benefit of the doubt based on the consistency with which he runs his program I stand by that comment it's 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 held up well
0: do you have where I ranked Purdue in my preseason rankings?
2: I can't do I can't do everything. Okay,
0: but, so I do, I, but I, I do but my-
2: I I do know this. Okay. Our preseason Big 10 projections, I had it Indiana 1, Michigan 2, Purdue 3. You had it Illinois 1, Purdue 2, Indiana 3.
0: Looking right now, I'm pretty sure I have him 21. Here it is. Here's where I had Purdue and what I said, Purdue in the preseason, I had the Boilermakers 20 i'll take all of your zach Eady stock gary paris continues to hate this program but i've got him top 20 he refuses to rank them that high let's get to the next team tcu at 21 that's what i had okay (laughs) here we go interesting i I didn't i'm normally not that bold in a preseason capsule but uh but there we are in all seriousness uh the purdue i assume you heard the purdue uh post on social media we of both course, got a little of course in but
2: there. i,
0: I but and, and that and that they they threw the fans under the bus it was your clip it was like i got purdue fans coming at me telling me like they don't even think this team's gonna be <laughs> well
2: dry. like i remember because i think that's uh i don't know i don't know when that was but at some point this offseason i noticed i had purdue like in the 20s at the top 25 and one and even purdue fans were like and i said this on the pod and then purdue pulled it and put it in the post that it had last night but i was like even some purdue fans are like Really? Like, based on what? How are we going to be a top 25 team? And I said, It's because you have Matt Painter. Everything else will work itself out. And did I think they'd be this good? Obviously not. But they're outright Big Ten champs in contention. I don't want to say has a one seed locked up because I'm not <laughs> sure they do, but certainly in contention to still secure a one seed in the NCAA tournament. And we've talked a lot about coach of the year stuff throughout the season. Right now, I think, I think my ballot would be Bill Self one, Shaka Smart two, Matt Painter three, Jerome Tang four, and then fifth, I don't know, some Nate Oates, Kelvin Sampson.
0: Maybe the guy with the best record in the in the country in Kelvin Sampson.
2: Yeah. 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 But, like, for Kelvin, you have to un- – I, I think this is important. If you're making the Kelvin case, it's important to recognize, like, this is a Houston program that was dreadful before he took it over, and now they're preseason top five, and they've been there all year long. They're number one in all of the computers. The context of where he's doing this, um, I, I think, is is the strongest case you can make. It, it's where you could make the strongest case for, for Kelvin Sampson. With Nate Oates, like, the truth is, like, based on purely basketball stuff, he should probably – be the clear-cut SEC coach of the year and and a legitimate national coach of the year candidate. I'm wondering how the voting is going to go for him. Yeah, of the Brandon Miller situation because I don't think we talked about this earlier in the week. Miller didn't win
0: SEC Freshman of the Week when he dropped 41. I know. Yeah, I saw. They, that, they yeah. just didn't give him the award. They gave it to Nick Smith. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Which is you, like I I get it, but like if you're basing it on basketball stuff, Brandon Miller was the SEC Freshman of the Week. It's crazy to suggest otherwise. But the SEC did not give him that award, and I wonder if, if Nate Oates is like. Here's the truth: Nate Oates should be the SEC Coach of the Year, and Brandon Miller should be the SEC Player of the Year. Will Will either of them win those awards? I, don't I think know. you could make a case for somebody else for Coach of the Year, maybe uh, Buzz Williams, right? Yeah. But I I don't know how you get anybody the SEC Player of the Year other than Brandon Miller. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if the uh, the fact that he's connected to a murder cost him votes when it when it comes time to tally those things.
0: Back to Purdue and let's talk Big 10. Um I went on HQ Friday morning and they tossed out uh tossed out a, a segment at me which actually was was quite interesting. All right, let's let's go bubble here. When Purdue beats Wisconsin on the road and Wisconsin almost had it and it would have been in my estimation that win would have been So significant for Wisconsin's resume. I almost wonder if it would have been uh, secure no matter what happened from here on out. But even if not, it would have vaulted them. So Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Michigan, I got asked about. And really, you can throw Penn State into this mix as well. Um, But let's focus on Wisconsin, Rutgers, and and Michigan. Three teams that uh, were in action on Thursday night. Wisconsin loses against Purdue. Rutgers loses at the buzzer. At Minnesota, after blowing a 10-point lead in the final 80 seconds. Thank you, Fran McCaffrey. And then Michigan goes into double OT but loses against Illinois on the road. I want to know which team you prefer from a resume standpoint right now. Let me lay this out for you, okay? Because it is it is almost impossible to say I like this one more than the other two. You can You're going to have a preference, but you can pick apart all these. Ready for this? Wisconsin who I would probably have as the last team in the field right now, me, uh, six quadrant one wins 11 and 12. So sub 500 and Q1, Q2, but does not have a bad loss. Rutgers who I might have. I might have Rutgers as the first team out of the field this morning. Or if not, they're right there with Wisconsin getting in. here's why they have five Q1 wins. One fewer than Wisconsin. They are nine and eight in quad one and quad two, but they have four quad three losses again the losses have to matter. The losses in Q3 are home to Seton Hall, Nebraska, Temple on a neutral, and then the brutal blown game against Minnesota on Thursday night. Michigan, I think Michigan is probably somewhere like three to six spots out from being in the bracket right now. They have three quad one wins, so fewer than Wisconsin, fewer than Rutgers. They're 8-12. and 12. They have the worst Q1-Q2 record. They have one quad four loss, Central Michigan at home, so they have the worst loss of any of these teams. Right now, The resume-based metrics slightly favor Wisconsin, 48th on average. Rutgers is 53 and a half, and Michigan is 55 in resume. Predictive favors Rutgers significantly, 30 on average. Michigan is 42.7. Wisconsin, which is the best resume-wise and has no bad losses. Wisconsin, predictive-wise, 62.7 on the team sheets. In the net, Rutgers is 38. 37 at Ken Palm, 57 in strength of record. Michigan is 54 in the net, 42 at Ken Palm, 58 in strength of record. And then Wisconsin is 77th in the net right now. That would tie Rutgers from last year as the worst net team to get in and at large. 67 at Ken Palm, 48 in strength of record. I got one more data point for you. My answer is Wisconsin, and here's why. Wisconsin is 7-7 seven and seven in road neutral games right now. Rutgers is 4 and 8 Michigan is five and nine. And when you compare those road neutral records with the fact that Wisconsin overall per net strength of schedule is nine, Michigan is 27 Rutgers is 45 Rutgers is not stable. Which of those three from a resume perspective, do you prefer most?
2: Let me state that I'm unimpressed by all of them for what it's worth. Jerry Palm has Michigan Penn state Rutgers in the first four. As of this morning has Wisconsin first four out. Um, I would perhaps correct the record. You you said a couple times Wisconsin doesn't have bad losses. Um, It It doesn't have a Q3, Q4s.
0: It has no Q3, Q4s, right? It does have a Q3. Oh, and that changed overnight. Trivia
2: time. What is Wisconsin's Q3 loss?
0: I have no idea.
2: Home loss to Wake Forest.
0: Okay. There we go. My mistake then. Eh, That actually alters it slightly. I was almost leaning on Wisconsin specifically because I didn't think it had a Q3 loss. My bad. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that one's on me. I was wrong. All right. Um. Hmm. That literally changes my calculus. With that, I don't know. GP.
2: I don't. Like all. Like I. You can chop it up however you want to chop it up. Like obviously, um, Wisconsin has uh, the most quad one wins out of these group of teams that we're talking about. One more than Rutgers. Three more than Michigan. Um. But Rutgers. Uh. You know. Uh. But, but four. Wisconsin, Four of them for Rutgers, man. Four quad three losses. I can't
0: have. Yeah, I, that, that's. A, I now. can't
2: get over the four quad three losses for Rutgers. That's 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 disgusting. That's <laughs> disgusting behavior. <laughs> All right, I'm disgusted by four quad three losses. I can't even look at you. You're grossing me out to even look at you. I think I'm with you. I think I lean towards Wisconsin, but but it but you know Jerry's uh, of these schools. Jerry Wisconsin is the one Jerry's got out. <sighs> And I think I mean, they look you like, got yeah. six quad more quadrant one wins than the other two and only one quadrant three loss. Rutgers has four quadrant three losses and Michigan has a yucky quad four loss.
0: It's got the worst one of the group, man. That's that's also disgusting and offensive.
2: Isn't it disgusting.
0: Penn State's kind of in the middle of it. I don't want to I don't want to shun you, Penn State. So Penn State right now is four quad one wins. It's eight and eleven. So three games under five hundred in quad one, quad two. It has one quad three loss. Uh when I look at this, it I, I'm I'm prone to believe that only two teams max from this group are gonna find their way into the tournament. There's just pe- teams are gonna take losses and water's gonna find its level. I will blindly guess that it's going to be Who does Rutgers have this weekend? Hold on. Let me just before I say this, Rutgers this oh, weekend. Oh, I've got it.
2: I've got everything. Uh next up is home. Northwestern at home.
0: And all right. I will I will say. I'm going to be wrong on this. I will say that Wisconsin. I will say Wisconsin and Michigan get into the field. I can't believe I'm saying Rutgers is going to miss the tournament. But if it loses at home to Northwestern, it will undeniably not have a tournament resume at that point. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Wisconsin, and Michigan, which means congrats to Penn State. And Rutgers, you're you're dancing.
2: Uh, okay. Of these four teams, we'll revisit this on Selection Michigan Sunday.
0: Michigan plays at Indiana. I am insane. Okay, I'm I know insane. That, That's
2: my problem with that's Michigan. The problem. Is they got to go to Assembly Hall. But if they then... win
0: at Assembly Hall, forget
2: about it. Like that's the thing. Yeah, but I just don't think they're going to. Yeah, yeah. But but obviously that would be a massive quad one win. Um, of those four, I think I'm with you. I think two of the four make it, and I would go Wisconsin and Rutgers. Yeah. I think Rutgers beats Northwestern at home this weekend. And I think Wisconsin wins at Minnesota this weekend, and and Rutgers-Wisconsin make it, Michigan and Penn State do not. Okay. Back to Purdue, You're outright Big Ten champion. So, again, my whole premise on ranking Purdue in the preseason, I went back and looked at all of my comments. No other comment even reads that way. Like, I was basically saying, hey, I – I don't see it based on the projected roster as of this moment, but it's Matt Painter. So I'm ranking them like that is the only comment that I worded. Like, I don't really know what they're bringing back. That's so good, but they do have Matt Painter and that's good enough for me. So the argument was just rooted in. They got a coach who always finishes in the top 25, uh, at Ken Palm, um, Matt Painter heading into the season had had seven straight top 25 Ken Pom finishes. So I just assumed he would have an eighth. Obviously, now he is about to have an eighth straight top 25 Ken Palm finish, which brings me to oh. trivia time. All right, what do we got? What coach? Mm-hmm. Listen carefully. What coach with a team currently in the top 25 at Ken Palm has the longest stretch of consecutive top 25 Ken Palm finishes? It's not Matt Painter, although Matt Painter – has seven, and it is about to be eight.
0: How can this not be Bill Self?
2: Because he finished 27th in 2021. Ready for this? Bill Self has finished top 25 at Ken Palm in 23 of the past 24 seasons at Illinois and Kansas, but his streak was broken in 2021 when the Jayhawks finished 27th. You'll remember. You'll see how this happened they were 18th heading into the NCAA tournament uh, lost, them to lose, lost by 34 to USC and it took them all the way from 18th down to 27 that broke the streak um it should be it should be obvious who are the i, I mean they like Gonzaga's good every year so i'm going to say Gonzaga Mark Few? Few has 11 straight top 25 Ken Palm finishes. It's obviously about to be 12 straight at Gonzaga. Kelvin Sampson has five straight. Oh, it's about to be you the answer? Straight. Uh, I'm sorry. Few is the answer. Mark Few is the answer. Mark Few okay. has um, 11 about to be 12 straight. Then it is Matt Painter, seven about to be eight straight. And then it is Kelvin Sampson, five about to be six straight. Those are coaches currently in the top 25 at Ken Palm with streaks of consecutive top 25 kim finishes
0: all right good deal big 10 is uh <laughs> tournament's going to be it's going to be outlandish and in the, the fact there's still uh, right now Maryland Indiana Iowa are all uh 11 and 8 Illinois is 11 and 8 Michigan's 11 and 8 Northwestern's 11 and 8 Michigan State is 10 and 8 Rutgers is 10 and 9 Penn State is 9 and 10 Wisconsin's 8 and 11 this is just a joke like whatever
2: like yeah, there, yeah, the, was, the big Ten's gonna Wait. get like nine teams in the ncaa tournament and they're gonna have one sweet 16 team it's gonna be something like that the, the big Ten's is gonna be the first uh
0: conference ever to get nine teams in and like and, and they send all of them to dayton It has never been done before like it, <laughs> this is this is incredible how this is this is wind up breaking uh, but hey it's it'll be it'll be interesting and, and guaranteed there will be urgency from a bubble perspective f- for four teams, three, four teams when they get to a uh, postseason play next week. It's it's uh, it's it's a wonderful thing right now. The Big Ten and here we are final week of the regular season. There's just uh, there are bubble games galore. And we'll get to that once we preview the weekend in just a
2: minute. That's what we should do. We should have uh, the last four Big Ten at largest all go to Dayton, have a little Big Ten tournament in Dayton. I agree. I agree. Antoine Davis did not make history on Thursday night. He's now three points behind Pete Maravich on the all-time Division I men's basketball scoring list. He needed 25 points Thursday night to tie the record, 26 to break it. He got 22 on seven of 26 shooting from the field in a 71-66 loss to Youngstown State in the quarterfinals of the Horizon League tournament. So... um on a surface level this is a team below 500 it's not a good team Eh, the season should be over but there's some thought that one of these little goofy postseason tournaments is going to invite Detroit and give Antoine Davis another game to get four more points to become the all-time scoring level leader at the division one men's uh, basketball level we really need this uh,
0: so, before I break into the details of how this could well happen, uh, where do you stand on this in terms of if it, if it if it does happen, if Detroit Mercy plays in a pay-for-play postseason tournament, uh, almost you know nakedly for the purpose of this, where do you come down on that?
2: I come down on I don't really care. Okay, but but I also think. And like full transparency, I was asked to write about this in in anticipation of him possibly breaking the record last night. So I yeah, that's I was, right. that column never got published. I just re- I just it's, I just it's just it. sitting there. It's just sitting there. I, it's, maybe, maybe it'll run someday. Right now, it's I just right now I got 800 Antoine Davis words that have okay. that might never be read by anybody other than me and Marcus Nelson. <laughs> so, um, but there's I, sort of what I realize while I'm while I was writing about it was there is no way to intelligently write about this or talk about this without just crapping over it completely. So if they really do manufacture another game to allow him to get this record under these circumstances, it's just another way to crap on the achievement because like he's He's now played 144 college games. He's 3 points behind Pete Maravich who set the record in 83 games. This is 144, maybe about to be 145. At the very least if he breaks the record, it will take him 145 games to do it. So, Antoine Davis has a chance to be the all-time scoring leader at the Division 1 men's basketball level, but he's nowhere close to the type of score Pete Maravich was. Pete Mar- Maravich was a five-time future NBA All-Star who averaged 44.2 points per game in three seasons at LSU from 1967 to 1970. Um, so he did it in three seasons, 83 games. Antoine Davis is in his fifth season of college basketball, and that's another thing where the context matters. He's only even in a position to maybe do this Because the NCAA gave everybody who played in that 2020-21 season an extra year of eligibility. So he is in a fifth year. And then the other thing that, where context matters, he did all of this scoring at a mid-major program that is and 59-88 since he enrolled. Um, He also considered a transfer after last season. Um, He visited BYU, Georgetown, Kansas State, Maryland. If he would have transferred to one of those schools, he wouldn't be anywhere close to this because he wouldn't be asked or even allowed to take 22 shots a game. So the only reason he's in this position is because he's played 144 games compared to Maravich's 83. He's played five seasons compared to Maravich's three, and he's played for a bad team where he was just allowed to go take, in this season, 22 shots a game. So when you try, there's no way to talk about this without saying, congratulations, but whatever.
0: They're also in this position. He's only in this position because a year ago, there are two postseason tournaments that are by invite and pay to get in, pay to pay to enter. It's the CBI and the basketball classic. And last year, Detroit mercy, a team that before it played in the basketball classic was 14 and 15. It played, it lost to Florida Gulf coast and Antoine Davis, He added 24 points to his career total by doing that. So uh, it begs the question, had they not done that a year ago and he was 28 points shy of the all-time record instead of four points shy of the all-time record, would we be having this conversation? Here's what I have been told by one source connected to this situation. Um, The CBI is strongly considering inviting Detroit Mercy Detroit Mercy will have to pay to get into this thing. And I don't know the exact figure, but it's tens and tens of thousands of dollars. All right. It's not in the six figures, but it might be between like 40 and 50 K for Detroit Mercy to do this. Hell, maybe Mike Davis will literally pay that out of his own pocket to get his son, the all time record. Maybe that does happen. The CBI has invited sub 500 teams before. In fact, it always, if there's a power conference team, it almost always says that that most recently happened with West Virginia, like three, four years ago, West Virginia had a bad season, but it went to the CBI. Um, I believe Mike Davis said Thursday night that the program is willing to play in it. If it gets an invitation, the question becomes, does this again, does this just become a all too obvious play for marketing publicity and, uh, t- to get a few more subscription dollars to flow sports? Cause if they do this, it's going to be on flow sports and the CBI. If they go to the CBI, they were in the basketball classic last year. Maybe there's a bidding war that's going. <laughs> Maybe Detroit Mercy can drive the price down. <laughs> Which of us can, what can, we, can, you, uh, can you afford the cheaper, t- cheaper price to? Uh, I do think that if this happens, and I do think there's a chance that it will, um, it will be something that, that unfortunately sticks to this record with, uh, with a n- notorious asterisk next to it. Because I actually have no problem with the COVID year. Him doing what he did here, and yeah, he did it playing for his dad. That's another that factor. Like Antoine Davis, all time three points three point record. He's had a, a really good college career on a, on a bad team, but uh, even though not a ton of people are going to watch Detroit Mercy play whatever team it plays if it does do this, I actually think that because of how it could happen, it will carry. Um, you know, it will it will carry an asterisk, not an official capacity, but in a practical capacity. And so they can do whatever they want. Um, he can go chase the record if he wants to chase the record. But he had the opportunity against Youngstown State on Thursday night and went 7 of 26, had a, had a three-pointer right as, as time was expiring to, to send the game into overtime. That one went awry as well. And I, I do want to point out, like, I watched the entire game. There were a few times where he hunted his shots, and he did get off 26 shots, but he did also distribute, like – if you watch the flow of the game, he could have easily taken 35 shots. So it wasn't like he was hunting on every single possession, but he wound up with his worst scoring game in more than a month. In fact, the last time he had that poor of a night from the field and in the box score was when they played Youngstown state, the best team in the horizon league. So that's where we are with it. Um, There's nothing wrong with being three points behind Pete Maravich for the all time scoring lead. It's it's a, it's a hell of a career. It's one of the best careers from a scoring perspective ever, but uh, I do think there's a distinct chance that, that, Detroit Mercy is going to play another game. And if this happens, by the way, like maybe we'll mention it for 45 seconds on the pod, because that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure both of those tournaments, they happen concurrently when the NCAA tournament is happening. So even more reason why no one's going to be watching. Do you really want to do this in obscurity and do it? Um, I'll I'll leave you with this. Hakeem Dermish had a great way of putting this last night when I did my HQ hit with him, the, the tremendous anchor. He said, Detroit Mercy appears like they might be trying to make this happen instead of letting it happen. Thursday night, you would have let it happen. You won your way in by doing it this way. You're making it, or as you said, manufacturing it, and I think
2: that will not sit right with a lot of people. Yeah, um, some evidence that the CBI is, I I think, likely to invite Detroit Mercy. Uh, Rick Giles, who runs the CBI, like I've known Rick for 20 years, um, he's tweeting nonstop this morning about Detroit. He's the president of the CBI. He was retweeting, you know, people saying stuff like, you know, Antoine Davis might have one more game, could go to the CBI. And Rick Giles would retweet that. He's the president of the CBI. So that appears, just appears, but appears to be the direction we're headed. If he breaks the, if they play one more game and he breaks the record, he'll be um, the answer in the form of a question on Jeopardy someday. You know, if they still play trivial pursuit, he'll be on a card. Such a trivial pursuit,
0: big time tripoo
2: fan. You play Did some play tripoo? When I was when I was younger. Oh, we gotta make that happen. You yeah. wanna play trivial, you wanna play me in trivial pursuit?
0: At some point, I I, I enjoy it and I don't get to play it as much as, as I would like to.
2: Yeah. So he'll be uh he'll be an answer to a question, but um you know, when LeBron James break becomes the NBA's all-time scoring leader, people like celebrate. He is the nobody scored more points in the NBA than LeBron James. Um, Nobody's ever going to celebrate Antoine Davis's achievement in that way. Um, But either way, like if you want to be the answer to a trivia question someday, uh, accept an invitation if it comes from the CBI and and go score four more points to pass pistol Pete. Real quick on this. Mm -hmm. Do you remember where Antoine Davis was committed to? Before he actually went to Detroit?
0: Uh, Was it Houston? I think it was somewhere down
2: there, right? Yeah, it was Houston. His dad, Mike, was the coach at Texas Southern. Antoine Davis was committed to Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars, and then and then during his senior year of high school, Mike got the Detroit Mercy job, and Antoine decommitted from Houston and committed to Detroit. So there is an we've just been talking about how Antoine Davis is doing this for a terrible team and blah 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 blah. There is another uh, alternate universe. Where Antoine Davis is a starting guard for the number one team in the country right now. He would be nowhere close to the scoring record. Right. But he there there is a reality where we've got a Marcus uh, Sasser, Jamal Shed, Antoine Davis, three guard lineup in Houston, which would be fun. Agreed.
1: Okay. Grab your VIP pass. Nada.
2: I think it's time for the final four and one. Can you update us on the records, please? Some are saying my lead is insurmountable.
1: Some are I can't call a two-game lead insurmountable. I thought I I I closed. I thought I closed by one last week. No,
2: you both went four and one. Ah, hard to hard. Hey, hard to improve on your on your deficit when I'm out there going four and one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Like I I thought you would have closed too, but had uh, all I know is that GP is twenty games over five hundred.
2: Twenty games over five hundred. I ain't no Detroit mercy.
1: Oh gosh,
0: <sighs> we got a
2: big, big weekend ahead. Some people are calling it insurmountable. I ask people sometimes, I'm like, "What do you think about my lead?" And they say, "It's it appears insurmountable." That's what people are telling me.
0: I know what I need right now. What do you think?
2: Oh, there we go. Not this again. No. I hope you don't try to bring this to television next week. <laughs> what if you just start playing music like in the B block? <laughs> I will not.
0: What I world? will not. But this is how I get it back.
2: This is how it happens. Game one. Let's go. Game one, Saturday, noon Eastern, number two, Alabama at number 24, Texas A&M inside A.C. Law Arena. You can watch it on CBS. It's America's most watched network. It's a network of stars. Kim has it. Alabama minus three. It'll be the final, presumably, final road game of Brandon Miller's now controversial college career.
0: And this isn't a, this isn't a roadie at South Carolina. I will take a and in this spot. I think it's got really good potential to be a very competitive game and a very close game. I will go with Buzz Williams' team has lost once since February 1. That did happen last weekend at Mississippi State. But I'll go with the Aggies. No chance at at claiming any SEC crown. But I I think they've got enough shooting and enough offense in the interior specifically to get it done at home. Aggies win. Aggies cover.
2: Ever since it's been known that Brandon Miller was connected to a murder... Alabama hasn't been uh, that sharp. Needed overtime to win at South Carolina. Um, Beat Arkansas at home only by three. And then struggled at home the other night uh, with Auburn. They were down big. Came back and won the game in overtime. So credit where credit's due. They're your outright SEC champs. But they have not been playing their best basketball recently. Uh, That's a big ask for them to go on the road and and win at A&M. I'm with you. I, I think AM wins the game, so I'll take the points. I got AM straight up. We agree. Game two. Saturday, two PM Eastern, number twenty three, Kentucky at Arkansas inside Todd Day Arena. You can watch it on CBS.
0: <laughs> you sound surprised. I'm just you, you picked okay. the game.
2: I know, but I'm just wondering if I got all these networks right.
0: Okay. This is a CBS game. It is America's most watched
2: network. This is a network of stars. Kim Palm has an Arkansas minus five. As of this moment, we do not know the status of Kaysen Wallace, who left uh, Kentucky's midweek game. against yeah. Vanderbilt with a leg injury of, of some sort. <sighs> That's a
0: good point. And not knowing his status actually might change my pick. Can I? D- I'm going to do it. It's Kentucky to cover if Wallace is available. Oh, no, it's no, Arkansas no, to cover no, if he's no, not. No.
2: You have to place your bet right. Why? Now. Why? Because you can't you can't have qualifiers on everything. You either take Kentucky. I feel like if you had thought of this first, point. you would say it's allowable. I feel like if
0: you thought of this first, you would have said, No, this is we can do this. But since I came up with it first, you don't want it to happen. I was going through me, but not for thee. That's what I'm hearing right now.
2: I was going through TSA yesterday and they they said uh can I see your boarding pass? I said, of course. And then they said, uh, what's your lead looking like now? I said, it's two games. They, and, uh, and they said, "They said this seems insurmountable. That's what it was said to me. That was the word that was used, insurmountable. You got to pick the game. It's either right. laying points with Arkansas or taking points with Kentucky.
0: I'll take Kentucky to cover. I'm, even, I'll let you try and get this lead to be even more insurmountable because I know, I know you're taking the Hogs in that snout. I know you're doing that. I will take Kentucky inside the number – uh, when you see our picks on cbsports.com, I will have Arkansas straight up, but Kentucky plus five.
2: Eric Musselman on a senior day inside Todd uh, Day Arena? I don't know what that means, but yeah. Eric Musselman on a senior day inside Todd Day Arena mm. <laughs> with Kentucky definitely without Savu Wheeler and possibly without Casey Wallace.
0: That's Some that's team so. is destined to go in the SEC tournament on a skid. Kentucky would be on a two-game skid. Arkansas would be on a three-game
2: losing streak if it lost at home here. They're not losing at home. Arkansas, I'm laying the points. Give me the Razorbacks at home. Game three, Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. It's Duke at North Carolina inside the Brady Manic Center.
0: Dude, the music The music changed just as you change games. We are on fire
2: right now. We're in rhythm. We're boy, so we, in rhythm. If, boy, if we could only replicate this on television Tuesday. Yes, no shot of that happening. What do you think we should wear?
0: I'm going normal attire. In fact, Nick Parco, CBS Sports Editor, is putting out odds on what band t-shirt I will be debuting on Tuesday. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm willing to uh, to hear guesses. And, and if you'd like to put a wager down on, on the odds, feel free to do so. you got to be a YouTube subscriber to know. I've got a cycle of like 30 to 40 different band t-shirts. That's all I'll be doing. You need to wear a hoodie. You're not in a hoodie now, but I feel like hoodie is your go-to. I'll wear a hoodie.
2: All right. What's the game? It's Duke at North Carolina. You can watch it on ESPN. Kid Bomb has it UNC minus two. Big quad two opportunity for the Tar Heels.
0: Can I play two sound bites at once, or am I going to stop the music if I do this? Hold on. Hold on. I can't do it. I can't. I'm just going to do the Let's Go Duke. Come on. It's a good thing I didn't try that on TV. I will go with Duke on the road. If that happens... Carolina let me bring this up here real quick if I saw this last night the ACC men's basketball Twitter account put up the bracket if it started on Thursday it doesn't by the way but we will have this finalized Uh, we'll have finalized by Saturday night so if North Carolina loses which I'm going to predict it to do if North Carolina loses at home to Duke it will then I think it'll be the seven Wake Forest is the eight I don't know if we can get uh, can get high or not but it would play the winner, likely, right now, of BC Louisville. Okay, has to win that. Then it would go on and play Miami. North Carolina would need to beat Miami. And then I still don't know if North Carolina would, need to, would, would be in. It would probably have to beat Virginia. And if not Virginia, it would have to beat NC State. One more attachment to this. The ACC is a 15-team league. You can only have 14 teams play on a given day. So NC State is your team that is odd out. They are in the field comfortably. I would advise NC State, once you get to, once we get to the ACC tournament, not losing to the winner of what will probably be Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. I think they're probably going to be okay, but I would I would advise them against that. I'm going to take Duke to win at UNC and put Carolina on panic of all panics going into the ACC tournament, probably needing to win three games to assure itself of a bid in the big dance.
2: Right now, does North Carolina make the the play tournament? Well, a win. <laughs> you
0: have
2: to say I'm going yes to say
0: no because if I say they beat Duke, it, it drastically changes their outlook. Now, that being said, they beat Duke and then if they lose their first ACC tournament game, probably get them out of here. But I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, I've changed my tune here. Now that we've advanced this point, I'm going to say no because I'm predicting. North Carolina to lose to Duke on Saturday.
2: Welcome. <laughs> I, I, oh, listen to him just pop in all of a sudden. He, in fairness, he is the one who said it's over for North Carolina. He said it weeks ago. He did. He did. I think he did. he's right. I, 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 it's not over, but I don't think they're going to get there. In the pick that I provided for CBSSports.com, I also took Duke to plus the two and to win straight up. But, Given the rules that we've created for the final four and one, I am obligated. That's right. To go opposite you on game three.
0: weave. This is your rule. I had nothing to do with this, and I don't oppose you changing it. But again, a man has a code.
2: You have to have a code these days. You know, you got to stand for. You got to stand for something, or you'll fall for anything. Saw that on Facebook one time. I think.
0: I think that was from the Dark Knight Rises.
2: Saw that on the Dark Knight Rises one time. Pretty sure. So I got to take North Carolina minus the two. You don't have a choice. I don't feel great about it. But maybe Caleb Love will shoot better than 30% from the field. You know, you never know.
0: Over-under. In all seriousness, over-under, Caleb Love, 30% from the field. I'll go I'll over. Say over.
2: I'll go over. over. <laughs> 30% <is> back, man. <laughs> that's, that's atrocious. So. I'm not but it's sure. possible. We'll see. All right. North Carolina is my official pick, only because I have to go opposite – dead leg in game three game four saturday 6 p.m eastern number 25 pit at number 16 miami inside the cavender twins arena oh gosh there's something else aren't they uh let's get to the game they they're they're always up to something basketball them gals them little them gals are always up to something you know they're always out there doing stuff you ever watch them
0: I got to be honest and say I know I'm aware of, of who they are. But no, that's not. Uh... What always... are your thoughts on the game, Gary Parrish? I
2: don't really have any. Okay. Although it, it is a big game. We're going to decide an ACC champion because right now Miami is 14 and five. Pitt also 14 and five.
0: Yeah. What did Pitt do since we last talked? Lost at Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Mm. Hmm. Mike Bray going out with a win at home in his final home. They still, have internet. They first still first. have
2: internet up there in yeah. pain? Heard from any pit fans yeah. in the past couple of days. I hope they're okay. I hope they're all right up there.
0: Winner is guaranteed a share of the ACC title. I say guaranteed a share because Virginia plays Louisville and Virginia will not be losing. Virginia is guaranteed a share before even tipping off. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Virginia is already guaranteed a share of the ACC regular season title and it has not even played its game yet. I am going Miami to win, Miami to cover, and Coral Gable's canes are the better team by every measure other than literally where they stand in the conference right now they are tied in the record book but i'll take them every other way miami to win miami
2: to cover i hope they're okay up there you know yeah you ever just not hear from somebody in a little while and you're like i hope they're okay i hope they're doing all right
0: yeah it's
2: my relationship with pit fans right now <laughs> boy they couldn't stop tweeting there for a minute couldn't stop I don't know. I, don't I ain't know. heard anything past couple of days. What are you hope taking? They're, hope they're okay. Miami. What are we talking about? No. Cavender Twins Arena with a ACC title on the line. What, what are we even talking about? I'm laying the points. Miami and Virginia will be co-ACC champions. And one.
0: It's time for the N one. I was surprised you didn't put this one in. I got. I have to objectively put in the best, or at least, I don't know. It's the one that seems to have the most on the line this weekend among elite teams. Saturday, 10 Eastern on ESPN on Toby Bailey Court. Ooh. It's it's number eight Arizona at number four UCLA. Ken Palm has the line. You ready for this? UCLA minus nine. Nine.
2: you got there was an argument between ucla and arizona fans as recently as two weeks ago about who's the better team who's got the better resume who should have been higher seed in the tournament now that's that's over ucla has a three-game lead in the conference standings and assuming they win at home which is what they're projected to do they will win the pac-12 outright by four games would you have UCLA a number one seed right now? I would.
0: Uh, I think I would narrowly have Purdue. I. How about this? UCLA, I, UCLA would be, if we had a bracket right now, blind bracket, I'm either picking Houston or UCLA to win the whole damn thing. But I have Purdue by the narrowest of margins ahead of UCLA on the one line, and I mean narrow, and that flips if UCLA beats Arizona this weekend. Who are you taking?
2: My number one seeds right now would be Houston, Alabama, Kansas, and UCLA. I would have Purdue as two, but I understand it's very, very debatable. Um, taking Arizona plus the play—it's just a lot of points. I think I think UCLA wins the game, but nine points—that's what you're giving me. I'll yeah. take Zulus Tabellas plus nine points.
0: I have to take Zona two, which I believe now means Nada. You're tracking this. By the way, team.
2: you've got it all wrong. Kimpom has it. UCLA minus seven.
0: i I have nine in the document what do you want from me
1: (laughs) you're the one that put that
0: there i know hey listen
1: wait a a minute it's not even nine in the document it's seven in the document what are we doing i don't know i hope i hope you clean this up before tv i have nine in
2: my
0: other document with my rest of my schedule here
2: i hope you clean up all this nonsense
0: oh this is this is what they wanted on television what do you want from me are we i'm still i'm sticking with arizona i assume even though seven versus nine you're sticking zona plus seven
2: yes but the big bosses are going to be watching on two don't ruin this for us dead leg you got to get your numbers right me me You gotta get
1: your the one
0: that needs to be worried about going on television with fcc regulations okay (laughs) i'm not the one that's going to be monitored in this situation cavender twins arena okay
2: They're always up to something, you know? They're always up to something. Nada,
0: I don't think I can surpass him this weekend, right? Because we don't have more than three games different.
1: You cannot surpass him, but you can tie if he he misses on these things. You can't surpass him. Um,
0: That's fine, and we got plenty of time in March. It's only a matter of time here. All right. I
1: see the chat. I didn't
0: forget. Trust me. I know the most important game of the weekend, and I'm getting to it. Uh, here's what you need to know. Bubble games galore. Friday night, New Mexico 21-9 at Colorado State. Has to have it or has no at-large case period. Needs it and then needs to win in the Mountain West Tournament. Lobos Friday is your only uh, game with urgency. It is an auto bid weekend. We will have four bids handed out. One on Saturday and then a Troika on Sunday. Here's what you need to know. Saturday, Ohio Valley Championship. As always, the OVC gets the first bid into the big dance. That's 8 Eastern on ESPN 2. We don't know the matchup yet. Morehead State is the one seed. Sunday, 1 Eastern, ESPN2, Big South title game. UNC Asheville, coached by Mike Morrell, has Drew Pember, a Tennessee transfer. He's the uh, Big South player of the year. Asheville is the one seed. 2 Eastern on CBS, as always. The Missouri Valley could be a huge Bradley-Drake title game. Hope we get that. Those are a couple of great teams, both top 80 level and Ken Palm. 2 Eastern on CBS on Sunday. And then... Three Eastern. Why did we not lead the podcast with this? We already know the matchup. Three Eastern, ESPN2. It is the us versus them title game. It is Liberty at Kennesaw State, a university in greater Atlanta taking on Liberty. There has never been a more us versus them situation in its entirety. This is a bonus. This is a bonus. Let me bring this up right now. There is a line because there's already there's a Ken Palm line because we already know the matchup here. Liberty, this is, Ken Palm has it. Liberty on the road. Kennesaw State's the one seed. Never been to the tournament before ever. Liberty, minus four on the road. Nada, this is going to the tally. Us versus them. Who you got? Because them is favored, GP.
2: I would never go with them. Okay. You're telling me you got a bunch of guys who do it against a bunch of guys who don't. <laughs> and the guys who do it are getting four points? Who's going to be
0: tight before this game. That's—I mean, come on now.
2: You telling me we got one team with fluid build up and another team that doesn't have fluid build up from the greater Atlanta area?
0: You're I not going to say the I've phrase done, I've done, "fluid buildup on television next week, I've right? I've done
2: it in the greater Atlanta area. You ever done it in the greater Atlanta area, DeadLeg? Be honest.
0: I have not. I have. I have not. Again, this—this this is this is not for television. Get it all out of your system, literally, over the weekend. Okay, I'm serious. We're on the same page. Kennesaw State. Come on. More of us. Hashtag more more of us. us. There's more of
2: us, Kennesaw State. If your official Twitter account after you win this game doesn't tweet, there's more of us than there are of them. Oh, my gosh. Make it happen. Come
0: on, Kennesaw State. Instant legendary status.
2: Yes. You're from the greater Atlanta area.
0: Make it happen, Kennesaw State. Your Saturday bubble watch is here. Tennessee at Auburn, two Eastern. Auburn loses that. We have a real this is already a real situation. Tigers. By the way, how about Bruce Pearl's reaction on the radio after the Alabama game? You heard it? I had not heard that. Oh, I wish I had it queued up. I figured you'd heard it. He started screaming. I'm I'm tired
2: of our guys getting
0: smashed down there.
2: Oh Smash! no, I no, I have somebody sent that to me. I didn't even know that was Bruce Pearl. I just yeah, heard the audio, and then at the, He ends it. He goes. It's a joke. He did him. He he did a me. He did. It's a joke. And he threw off his
0: headset right into the mic. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? Tennessee at Auburn. Two Eastern on Saturday. K-State at West Virginia.
2: BP's one of us.
0: Uh, Obviously. Uh K-State at West Virginia. Two Eastern ESPN. Plus, these are all bubble games. UNLV at Nevada. How about this one? Five Eastern on. What's your Mountain West Network situation at home base, Gary Parish? Do I have
2: it? And that's the question. I mean, I should. All right. Is but it on direct TV? Confirm? I have every channel DirecTV TV offers every can't, channel.
0: Can't confirm or deny in the moment. I'm just saying there's another, a, a contender steps into the ring. Okay. UNLV at Nevada, five Eastern mountain West network on Saturday, more bubble. Oklahoma state has to win at Texas tech six Eastern ESPN two to improve. It's at large case. It's currently out of the field. Florida Atlantic is at Louisiana tech seven Eastern ESPN plus, AFU is a lock if it wins that game. It will be in no matter when it loses or if it loses in the CUSA title game. And then your last bubble game. Well, we got a few more. Notre Dame at Clemson. Clemson has to win to just keep good standing. It won't even be in the field if it wins, but it can't lose. 8 Eastern ACC Network. Mississippi State at Vandy suddenly takes on some new urgency. Vandy, 830 Eastern SEC Network on Saturday. Vandy is a 10-win team in that conference right now. Uh, Some major developments there. Boise State at Utah State, 9 Eastern. It is another Mountain West Network game. Boise State in the field. Utah State does not have a quad one win and has a fascinating resume. Aggies should undeniably be in the field if they beat Boise State at home on Saturday, 9 Eastern Mountain West Network. And your last bubble game, it's between two bubble teams. I think this is uh, losers done no matter what. Arizona State at USC. Neither team could get it done Thursday night against the, the top of the league with Arizona and UCLA. So now it will be Sun Devils, Trojans, 11 Eastern, FS1. The other Saturday notables that are not bubble games. Iowa State, Baylor, noon Eastern, ESPN2. Kansas at Texas, 4 Eastern, ESPN. And then Yukon Nova on Fox. I do want to wrap this up here. Bubble on Sunday. Shouts to Jim Nance. He will be on the call on noon. CBS, Sunday. Houston, his alma mater, is playing at Memphis. Memphis is a bubble team. That is a big-time Sunday matchup. Jim Nance... We officially welcomed you back into the sport. Your time of year on Wednesday's episode. Thank you to everyone who uh, who reached out. Nance himself reached out and uh, loved how it came out. So that was uh, that was really awesome. He'll be on the call Sunday at noon, Houston at Memphis. Also, bubble games on Sunday: Maryland at Penn State, noon Eastern, Big Ten Net. Penn State could really do itself a, a big time favor there. Missouri Valley title game is at two Eastern, not bubble, but it's in that uh, it's in that window. Michigan at Indiana, four thirty Eastern on CBS. Northwestern at Rutgers 7:30 Eastern on Big 10 Network and then the last one here on the schedule man it is an awesome awesome weekend non bubble game Illinois at Purdue 12:30 Eastern on Fox that is just for Purdue to keep chase keep pace with the one line
2: Google search tells me that the the Mountain West Network is actually called the Mountain the Mountain We're playing on the Mountain and it's channel 616 on DirecTV I got it okay I'm gonna go watch it just soon as we're done I don't know about that what do you think's going on on the mountain right now
0: uh, it could be anything
2: could be anything
0: a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on on the mountain
2: yeah could uh, be anything tell you what Them Cavender twins are sure are always up to something yes they're always they're always creating stuff content bonk they're content creators. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Hawk. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to such things. Apple, Spotify, over at Apple. If you're a Kennesaw State fan, especially, please leave a note on Us
0: versus stars. them. Us versus them.
2: It's us versus them this weekend, and and us is getting four points. Are you out of <laughs> your mind?
0: Have you not heard the phrase sex is undefeated?
2: Yeah. Well. well, that's a long story, you know?
0: Okay. Sometimes it's not that long. Let's go. All right, dead leg.
2: Get it out of your system. <laughs> We're going on TV Tuesday. Can't be talking like that. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that. There's more of us than there are of them. We're going to talk to you again on Sunday. Till then, go Kennesaw
1: State. The hit Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine chilling docuseries showcasing real life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.